Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Here's your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Astros Baseball. Joining me tonight, from Sports Talk Chicago, John Zagluau. John, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Hey, I just want to let you know I, I see you on Twitter all the time. Love your videos. Re- really, really good. Hey, thank you. You know, um, it's been pretty cool the past couple of years uh, getting to grow. You know, now we're on a television on Pod TV over here in Chicago. So uh, growth has been great, and I'm happy the uh, the shift to video has been good, too. This uh, I used to you know, it was mostly a podcast and a radio show. We've expanded. So I uh, appreciate you saying that and appreciate you watching, too. Yeah, when I watch you, I'm like, maybe I should slow down a little bit because he puts a lot of thought into what he's saying. I kind of like <laughs> I, I, I may talk too fast. I'm not I'm not a pro like you, but yeah, I, I I'm not a Chicago fan or anything, but I love watching your stuff. And it's a pleasure and a privilege to have you on. So let's talk about. Chicago White Sox and the Astros, we had talked, you know, before the actual collision course happened, you know, well, it looks like maybe they're going to meet up and we'll do something. And they've met up, skim over the Astros, winning both games in Houston. How, how, how did you feel after the first two games? What was your what was your mood? Well, the Astros look like the better team, plain and simple. I was very concerned about the White Sox's chances at staying alive. Uh, you know, the White Sox top strength entering the postseason was supposed to be the rotation. I mean, you think about it, Lance Lynn, Carlos Rodon. I mean, these are guys who were Cy Young Award candidates until they missed time this year due to injury. And the fact that no one could really perform definitely concerned me. And I was thinking, well, if their pitching can't come through, and that's supposed to be the bread and butter, that's supposed to be the reason they're really here. I mean, I know their offense is okay. I mean, it's not that the offense is bad, but their pitching is so much better. So if their pitching can't come through at this point, what more do they have to offer to this series? So I was very concerned about a potential sweep, and obviously it didn't go that way. They played very well in game three to force a game four, but their pitching needed to be better, and that was my biggest concern for them after the first two games. Yeah, you you go to game three, Luis Garcia pitching for the Astros, And if you look at that as an Astro fan or someone that talks about him a lot, 
just kind of like how the the White Sox are better at home than they are on the road. Luis Garcia has like a two point something ERA at home and a four point something ERA on the road. And you compare that to Framber Valdez, who's the same both ways. So I was thinking maybe they should have switched him up. It looked like maybe maybe he got a little overwhelmed, but you know, we had it. The Astros had it. They were, I think they were up five to one. And then Garcia got pulled in the third. I think he if my notes are right, he walked a guy, struck out a guy, gave up a homer, a couple more hits, and they pulled him out with a 2-0 and count. I haven't seen that in a while. Have you? <laughs> I've never seen that, but that's Dusty Baker managing. That's a, that's a separate <laughs> issue for another day. So that's, to me, as an Astro fan, that's, I, I think that's a mistake. You know, because you're, first of all, there's, you know, it's, it's game three. You're already up 2-0. to zero. You know, go for the win. You know, don't put, I don't know why it's, I don't know. Dusty Baker is high on some bullpen guys that the fans aren't. So I know he's smarter than us, so I'll give him credit for that. But he takes them out and all, all that happens is he gives up a home run. And then, you know, I, I, I can't remember what the score was, but I think y'all took the lead six to five. Right. Yep. And, and then we, and then six to five. Yeah, and then we come back and tie things up, and he puts them back out there. Yemi Garcia. And I was like, mistake number two. Like, <laughs> why are you why are you putting him out there? I don't I don't understand. And he I don't he does uh I don't know he he didn't do anything. I think he gave up some more runs, left a couple guys on base, and then they bring in Grinky. It's like why didn't you bring Grinky in with a clean clean slate? You know. Because he didn't do bad. Grinky did pretty good. Some slow rollers. And then I guess that was the inning, you know, with the with the ordeal that happened. What did you think about that? The the interference by your catcher running out in the grass. What What, what is the take from a Chicago fan on that? I mean, I'm unbiased. I'm not a Sox fan. I thought it was a fine play. I really don't think there was an issue where there should have been. Um you know, I used to play baseball, and I know how it is. Yes, Monty Grandal did everything he could to bend the rules but not break them. He didn't break any rules necessarily by being in that spot. But as we all know, um, you know, in, in a, on a normal day, in a normal game, there's no chance he'd be standing in that position running down to first base. But at the same time, the rules weren't necessarily broken. Um, so it's a weird situation. Obviously, it changed the game. Uh, you know, obviously, there was a momentum shift, no question, in how – Everything played out after that moment. Yeah. Um, you know, we're just, it, it is what it is. Um, it, it's one of those moments where it just kind of happens all in the moment. And it's hard to judge after the fact what was right, what was wrong, how it was handled. Uh, but at the end of the day, st- uh, you know, based on the rule book itself, he didn't break a rule per se. Um, yeah. So unfortunately for Astros fans, whether they want to hear that or not, uh, you know, that's why the play stood as it did. And that's why the Sox ended up scoring there. Yeah, there was, I think a, it might've been the Luis Garcia inning when we were up five to one and he had, you know, the, the umpire and I, I'm not a guy that likes to criticize the umpires, but I mean, that, that was strike three in the box and he was calling strikes far outside low very i mean that also could have ended the inning and none of that would have happened it could have happened the next inning who knows 
But it, it just, nothing worked out for the Astros. It was just really bad. And you take the seven to six lead, then it's nine to five, and you went 12 to five. You just keep pouring it on and pouring it on. And then the end of the game is something that is another story where your pitcher, Tapera, is that his name, Tapera? Yep. He, I don't know if he's like outright accusing the Astros of cheating at home. <laughs> Uh, but that's how I took it. Yeah, um, that was also I I wasn't expecting that personally. And, you know, you're talking to a guy who was really not a big fan of what the Astros did a couple of years ago. I was one of their biggest critics. But, um, you know, they it, it's over, you know, so it, it's very hard for me to understand um, how it's like confirmed that there was sign stealing or there was cheating going on. And, you know, if there's any proof, I'd love to see it and find out. But. Just to make that baseless claim, I don't know if that's uh, something you really should be doing if uh, you're Tapera. And, you know, he hasn't even had a bad series either. You know, it's I'd, it'd be different. Look, if his ERA was like 15, right, if he gave up a couple of runs and he had a bad series, I'd say, OK, maybe there's some truth to it. But he's been dominant. So even if they've been st stealing signs in some capacity, um, he's been able to overcome it. And the White Sox, for the most part, despite a couple of guys, have been able to overcome it. There have been a couple of guys who've still dominated, even if quote-unquote sign stealing was going on, and some who have struggled. Uh, so we don't know. Um, it's a pretty serious claim to make, especially here you know, in the ALDS after what just happened a couple of years ago to this team. Um, so I'd like to see evidence if we could. I doubt we will. So I yeah. think it's just easy for everybody to kind of move on and sweep it under the rug and see if they could uh, just get through this series without any more drama. Yeah, when I saw that, I was thinking, we scored, the, the Astros scored, I'm sorry I do that, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm one of the people that say we, even though I didn't do anything. <laughs> uh, but, but it's tied 6-6. Six to six. The Astros scored six runs in four innings in Chicago. They scored six runs in game one in Houston. I know they scored 12, you know, but, but when I tweeted this morning, I don't know if you saw it, I, I, it was just... I saw it when I was in my truck in the morning when about the guy saying that, you know, possibly we're cheating. And it's like the White Sox had a huge turnaround in points scored going to Chicago. Like, it, why isn't that fishy? But I've always said this before, and I know you weren't a big fan of the Astros. And, and so many people, so many fans from other teams have this min misconception that it doesn't bother us, Astro fans. <laughs> like, when I heard it, I was sick to my stomach. Sure. And we, we all hate it. We're all mad about it. But you get tired of hearing about it. So you just you just accept it. Okay, well, we're the bad guys, whatever. You know, and they say, oh, you're playing victim or whatever. But that's a whole other story. But so it was exciting. You know, you guys make it two to one. You had the, the guy getting hit in the base. You know, in the grass, running for first. You had the guy accusing the Astros of cheating, which I think the Rays were accusing the Red Sox of cheating as well, like the same day. Right. Uh, you know, it, I mean, it just continues to go around in this cycle. And, you know, when are we going to get to a point where we can just play the freaking game and move on? You know, I, I mean, I agree with you. Look, am I ever going to be happy about what the Astros did? No, definitely not. But at the end of the day, it's it's been two or three years. Um 
you know, let's just move on and play some baseball. Uh, this is a very competitive series. Both teams have gone at it back and forth, and it's been fun to watch, uh, no question. And now I really think there's actually been a momentum shift after the win for the White Sox yesterday. Today's game gets canceled. Now they're going to play again tomorrow. I really think this could go to a game five. So let's focus more on the ins and outs of the game itself, I think, and less about, uh, oh, you know, hey, this guy's cheating, that guy's cheating. It's just yeah. old, and it's such an old narrative. Let's move on and talk about the games themselves, which I know we're doing, but I'm saying to these players and the media and everybody, you know, I've been brought up cheating once on my program because I'm just focused on the X's and O's, you know, the, the part of the game right. that matters. I'm not sitting here worried about uh, what accusations are made unless I see evidence you know, unless there's going to be a, an official investigation by Major League Baseball, which I haven't heard anything to that effect as of today as we talk, then, you know, I'd reconsider. But at the moment, these are just, you know, words being said by different people. Nothing is proven. Nothing is known. We don't know anything. So let's just try and move on and play some baseball and see how the series plays out. Yeah, one thing he had mentioned before we move on from this is the Astros had a lot more swing and misses in Chicago than they did in Houston. Two factors to that. Lance Lynn threw like 97% fastballs. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you know it's coming. So, And then the game of Chicago, you didn't know where the strike zone was. So you, ha you had to swing at everything. So I think it's just all, I don't know why he said it. I, 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 didn't, I didn't appreciate it. Not that I care that he accuses anybody of cheating, but it's just like, why would you say that? That's I mean, it's just dumb. So today's game got... What, what's the weather over there? We got rained out? What's going on? Yeah, very rainy over here. Uh, there's actually a tornado watch even in the Chicagoland area. Fortunately, nothing to my knowledge touched down. But um, yeah, it was a very rainy, blustery day. Uh, lots of downpours, thunderstorms, severe thunderstorms. So Major League Baseball and both teams respectively made the right move in canceling today. Uh, it's supposed to be a little bit better tomorrow, hopefully, um, come game time. So they're going to play tomorrow. And I think that was definitely the right move considering uh, the weather here yeah. today yeah they're playing at 1 p.m so they went from playing right when i get home from work to playing while i'm at work so not happy about the weather all right so let's talk about tomorrow's game what this weather delay or weather you know postponement does for the astros is lance mccullers jr starting again and he was pretty dominant in game one and then you guys are pitching Rondon. Is that how you say his name? Rodon, yes. Rodon. So what do you think about that matchup, Fram? I mean, huh. uh, Lance McCullers and... Yeah, that's going to be probably the, the, the best matchup of the entire series, in my opinion, because McCullers carved up the White Sox completely on his first outing. Six and two-thirds of scoreless baseball. You can't get any better than that. And Rodon himself, um, he was a Cy Young Award candidate this year. And, you know, he was, this was a guy who was actually non-tendered. He was non-tendered by the White Sox last season. Uh, they actually reconciled. They gave him a one-year deal, minimal money. They said, hey, you know, good luck. You're on your own. And he just turned around and said, okay, 2.37 ERA, 13-5 and five record, 132 and two-thirds innings pitched, and 185 strikeouts in that time as well. Um, so Rodon's a very talented pitcher. And this is also going to be his first appearance of the entire series, his first start. Um, so yeah. I'm really curious to see how that matchup ends up playing out. I really believe it's going to be a pitcher's duel. I think it's going to be one of those two-to-one or, you know, three-to-one type games for sure because both these guys are talented. And it's really going to come down to the bullpens for each team. Both these guys are probably going to go six innings. 
you know, five or six innings, give up zero or one run. I really do think that. The problem is going to be, okay, who is the stronger bullpen? Who's going to be able to serve as a good bridge from innings six through nine or seven through nine uh, to be able to get the job done and either force a game five or end the series outright and move on to the ALCS? Yeah. Um, so looking at looking at the bullpen, Christian Javier for the Astros threw 56 pitches. Kopech threw 47 for you guys. Tapera threw two innings. They're deemed as, you know, maybe unavailable for the game. But you talk about Rodon, right? Yep. July 18th versus the Astros, seven innings pitched, one hit, no run, 10 strikeouts. And if that's you what you should if you expect. Didn't know that. Yeah. That's what you should expect from Rodon. And, you know, the problem with him is, see, he was good at that time. That's before his injury. When he came back from injury, he lost some velocity, was hit around a bit. Um, so that's why the Sox were hesitant to pitch him, uh, you know, in this series, not knowing what really he could bring to the table. When he was on earlier this year and healthy, fully, and not fatigued or not hurting his arm, he was doing great. Um, so if he could somehow replicate that if he – Wakes up tomorrow and his arm feels great and he's ready to fire 94-95 in the strike zone, control his slider. Um, he'll do a great job at limiting Astros hitting. Uh, but if he's not 100% or if he doesn't feel that good, his velocity does drop down to around 90 or 91, which obviously is much easier to hit uh, if you're an Astros hitter. So I believe the same thing you do, buddy. I think both of these pitchers are going to do very good. Pitch anywhere between five and seven innings. The score get going into the bullpen should be one to one, one to zero. I, I don't see either one of them giving up more than two. I mean, it's at the most two. It's, I think it's going to be a very low scoring game. It's going to be who's got the best bullpen at the end of the game. And, you know, I think we see things the same way. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, my hope is that this goes to a game five just for the series sake. I think it would be a really intense game five back down in Houston, and it'd be fun to watch. Um, but, you know, at the same time, it's really going to depend tomorrow, like we both agree, especially on the bullpen and how each team's essentially guys from inning six through nine uh, will stack up uh, to see who ends up winning this whole thing. But either way, I think it's been a great series regardless. Uh, you know, either team, whoever wins or loses, they have nothing to hang their hat about. These are two of the best teams in the American League, no question. Uh, you know, besides the Rays, Rays were, you know, dominant. But, you know, both these teams were very, very good this year. Uh, they both deserve to be in this position. And, um, you know, even come next year, they're going to come back strong. All, both teams have controllable young pieces, and they're going to be good, not just for this year, not even just for next year. This, these, both these teams are in, operating, I think, in three- to seven-year windows. And, the best has just begun, I think, for both the Astros and the White Sox. So this is a rivalry that's not going to end after this series. It's going to definitely progress in the years to come. So right now, as we're speaking, the Red Sox are up 5-3 to three in the top of the eighth. And uh, that's it. That's all I have. I was going to say something, and then I told you about the Red Sox and Ray score. Oh, but it's going to be the Red Sox for sure. But here's what I, here's, I remembered. I remembered this. It was either ESPN or MLB Network, and just just what you said, they said even if the White Sox lose this series to the Astros, they're going to the World Series next year. So there's something about your young talent. They're all going to be there. 
you know, they, they're visioning you guys being, not you guys, but Chicago White Sox being very, very good next year, too. And they're 100% right. All these guys are under very good team-friendly contracts. They're all very young. And they've all performed. Uh, you know, you think about some of the bigger guys, obviously, Abreu, Anderson, Moncada. Then you got some of the younger guys, Luis Robert, who's turned down Aloy Jimenez, who's still extremely young. Just Monty Grandal has done a great job since coming back from injury. They have a really good team, and their rotation, for the most part, will stay intact. Uh, you know, if they could add maybe one or two impact bats this winter, maybe one more starting pitcher, because I don't know if Rodon's going to stay, um, and maybe a bullpen piece, because Craig Kimbrell obviously has been a huge mistake. But other than <laughs> that, this is a very, very talented team with little holes, to say the least. I mean, they're really two or three players away, in my opinion, from being a perfect team, from having a great one through nine lineup, from having a great five-man rotation, and even a good bullpen. Uh, so they are not a bad team at all. They're nothing to scoff at, and obviously you know that. But coming to the future, too, they have a lot of guys under team control. We're going to be here for at least three, four, five years. Uh, so this is not over for the White Sox, even if they lose. If anything, if they lose, the positive, it's a great learning experience. So come next year and the years to come, they can all say, hey, we have postseason experience. We lost, but we know how to get better and end up winning a five- or seven-game series when need be. Yeah, that's the advantage I think the Astros have over some teams is since 2015, they've been in the playoffs every year. They've been to World Series. They've been to ALCSs four times in a row. So they have a lot of experience, and I'll give them the edge on that. I'm still thinking the Astros will win either to, either tomorrow or in Game 5, but not really worried about them losing just yet. That's a fair assessment. Uh, you know, they, they are a talented team and they have more experience and they have just a more dynamic lineup. And that's not a knock on the White Sox. White Sox are a great hitting team. But, you know, so far the Astros have just proven they're better right now. So we're going to have to see how it plays out. But, you know, either way, like like I just said a moment ago, two great teams, two teams who definitely deserve to be here. And it's been a fun series to watch. And that's really all that matters, especially for Major League Baseball when considering the product they're trying to put out. All right, John, I appreciate you coming on. John from Sports Talk Chicago. Where can they find you on uh, Twitter so they can watch your awesome videos? Sure, uh, follow me at J-O-N-Z Sports, John Z Sports. And you can find me there on Instagram as well. All right, John, thanks a lot for coming on. And thanks, everyone out there, for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.